Today's episode is brought to you by Cactus Ropes and their Relentless Arsenal. At the commercial break, I'm going to have a special guest who knows a little bit more about the Relentless Arsenal than I do to tell you all about it. This is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and welcome to The Score. Um, I'm recording this introduction to this episode on a Wednesday morning, fresh back from the Royal Crown charity in Buckeye, Arizona. Today's episode is all about the Royal Crown because it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of great horses and it was a really special event with a new format that introduced a special four-year-old division and then a five and six-year-old division which they called the maturity and then a seven and eight-year-old division which was the derby. So it was a, it was a different format than the Royal Crown which is owned by Matt Zaganella and Levi O'Keefe have ever tried before and it, it worked out really well. Big turnout, huge payout. The, the news on the block is that the Royal Crown stallion incentive which for the roping studs it um, costs $6,250 a year to enroll and then the Colts are eligible without having to be paid in every year to those three major fraternities. They have one in Buckeye, one in Waco, and then their big one in Rock Springs in August. So I know there's a lot of team ropers who are a little slow on the uptick to these roping fraternities and incentives, but the Royal Crown filled their whole stallion incentive this weekend, which is a huge deal uh, because people were so dang excited they were calling left and right to get their studs into the program so now those studs colts and those studs themselves if they're still competing can show at the royal crown stuff so as you're gonna hear on this episode i mean there were a ton of ropers a lot of the best in the game from from jd yates to uh dakota kirkenschlager tate kirkenschlager uh trevor brazil and miles baker all of the best fraternity trainers were there this weekend but it didn't seem to matter because ren richard I mean, he couldn't help himself. He won three different divisions. He had a huge weekend. I still haven't found out his exact uh, total. Uh, check out Facebook. I'll put that up on Facebook at some point about how much Ren won this weekend. But he won the open healing. He won the four-year-old heading. And he won the maturity heading. So you're going to hear from him on this episode about that four-year-old win and the maturity win. And you're also going to hear from Daniel Rice from California, who won the four-year-old maturity. And you're going to hear from Cole Davidson, who won the maturity, which was the five- and six-year-old division. So a lot of these interviews, you're going to hear tractors in the background, horses in the background, because we caught up with the guys right after they won. And so you're going to hear a couple different interviews, actually four different interviews strung together on this episode. So stick with us. Caitlin was at the title fights while I was at the Royal Crown. So if you look, listen back to the episode before, you can hear Tanner Baldwin and Nano Garza from the open title fights at Rancho Rio and check out our website, teamropingjournal.com for all of the title fights results. And our Facebook page has all the winning runs from the title fights too. So we were a lot of dang places this week, and I think the episode of The Score shows that. So um, enjoy, and thank you very much for listening. 
Our very first part of the episode is Ren Richard and his horse, SJR Diamond Bond. Okay, tell me about that head horse. So, he's a CD Diamond out of a one-time Pepto mare. Clayton uh, Edsall had him for started him anyways. Uh, we've had him since. Ranched on him a bunch. Just kind of used him. This is the first place he's ever been. I, I, was, I probably would have maybe a hundred steers on him. He's, he's just cool. He's really cool. He's got a lot of style. The way he works. He's pretty. I was super happy with him. <laughs> Taking the box and all that as a four-year-old never been anywhere. I was pretty nervous, but he did. He did great. Yeah, this is early for a four-year-old. You know, usually we see the four-year-olds August, September, October. How do you like this that you can bring a four-year-old in in February? Any, any thoughts? You know, I I think it's a lot of pressure on our young one, but there's a lot of money to be won and. I think where that horse is straight cow bred, mine's going to be able to take a lot more than something with some running blood in him. So I, was, I wasn't really worried about it. I knew it might blow his skirt up a little, but I can come back and slide back down. I feel like I've got a good enough foundation that he's going to come back. Are you going to have time with all the winter rodeos coming? Like, what, what are you, what's your training on the training horse going to look like with all the winter rodeos and, and whatnot coming up? Um... Probably just my brother's around, and I got another boy that helps us. He'll probably just wind everything down and kind of ride them and use them. And I guess if I don't make the final day at the American, I'll show him at the Scottsdale deal, but I'm hoping to be an so should get a good break. Your brother won't show your horses then at Scottsdale? He, he might. I don't know. He's got enough of his own right now. Pretty busy. So I have, you know, these handful of six-year-olds that he can show, and I can probably give these babies a little time off if I have to not be here. What's the mix in your breeding program right now? I, I noticed you're on a CD Diamond horse, but then your brother's on winner's version there's like straight run on your brother's side yeah so we raise we owned winner's version sold him a couple years ago we've always done the racehorse deal so we've got a handful of really good mares that have produced a bunch on the track and i think long term there needs to be a little run in there in my opinion um, i think these show deals the straight cow bred horses I think they're easier because they're they don't have as much natural run and you can really push some horses to the cow and they want to read the cow so i think it just depends on what you're doing whether you're rodeoing or jackpot for a living other than the show deal you know i i, I the horse i had high call on yesterday was a rainer you know and doesn't feel like a real head horse practicing, but like when you come here, you can ask for everything they have, and they're still they can still rain. Is anything that you're rodeoing on right now? Did any of that come from the horse show industry, or are those horses that you've bought? Um, they're horses I bought. It's funny I say I think I need running on both horses that I'm rodeoing on. Uh, the one horse was actually a cow horse. He's 19 now, but mm -hmm. he's just old school foundation. 
you know, Cal. And the other horse is Cal on the top and goes back to Hancock on the bottom. So, yeah, I guess there's no rhyme or reason. Good horse is a good horse. Do you think we're going to start to see more horses that are from rural crown studs or from the fraternity world in the rodeo world, or are those horses going to most easily transition to the World Series? Well, I think in a perfect world, you'd like to see these horses go to the next level and get rodeo and jackpotted on that. I think it's going to clean up a lot of the breeding as far as, you know, there's so many horses out there that you've never even heard of anything on their papers. I mean, I think there's a reason horses are good, you know, and I think we're going to get to where we're, we're not riding somebody's call. Like, we're actually going to get the good stuff, so I think it'll be good. Um. It's so distracting. Do you guys own any studs still? You sold Warner's version. What's what's your breeding program look like as far as the studs immersion? So we have a dual ray stud. And I've got a couple colts by that stud that I've been showing. Uh, his name is Ray Smoking Dually. He's, he's a full brother to Dual R Smoking. But his colts seem to be really good minded. Take it. Even breeding of the, the hot blooded running mares. The colts are nice. And then I have a I have a Woody B. Tough stud that's just four for the road in here. It sucked. Horse work here. But I, I'm really high on that horse. Uh, his mom's produced dang near a million. It's by Woody B. Tough. He's confirmation wise exactly what I'm looking for on a horse. So we're looking forward to the baby out of him. Are you breeding a lot of outside mares or just real? We're breeding as many as the horse can handle. Um, we haven't collected them or anything. We're going to start, but mainly it's been ours and some local stuff. Right now. Very good. Well, thank you. Uh, try not to suck in the next maturity if you could. Come on in. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move to Daniel Rice and First Class Vintage that won the four-year-old title here. Yeah. You were here yesterday. It was a long day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be. Even longer today. Longer today. Luckily, I'm done. So you only brought a four-year-old. Only brought a four-year-old. Really? Tell and me. An open head and horse, but that's it. Tell me about that four-year-old. Uh, so he's a four-year-old by One Fine Vintage. Uh, my wife helps market that stud or whatever, and uh, they, the people that own One Fine Vintage, raise that horse. And I've been riding some of their real horses and stuff more. And I started with everything two-year-old. favorite i didn't really i never made that connection before your wife is like one of the very few stallion owner helpers who gets me all of the stuff i need for the breeder's <laughs> guide every single year she makes my job so easy <laughs> yeah she's super good i mean she keeps me in line so but she she used to work great kha so she knows your side she's wonderful she really is um, okay so so you've been around that stud a lot? Um, a little bit. I mean, most of the time he's at Corey Cushions and stuff, mm -hmm. but she's brought him home a few times. Um, I actually got branded calves and stuff on before. Really? So he's super cool to brand calves on. And we did a couple photo shoots for them and been around him then, but um, most times at Corey's. So. Tell me, what have all those babies been like? They've been super good. Um, you know, they seem to have quite a bit of size and Everyone I've ridden seems to try really hard for you. And, you know, rope horse wise, 
I like them because they're stronger and seem to have enough cow, but you know, they're, they're cowing up or something around the corner mm -hmm. and some other, other studs do. So we really like them and we're pretty excited about them. Now that one was a four-year-old today. This was his first outing. Yeah. 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 Tell first me. Show. First show. Yeah, I'm taking a few small jackpots around the house and stuff, but that's first show. Did he feel green at any point today? Uh, well, on our third one, when our steer broke way off to the left, I kind of popped in the back of my mind, we're going to find out how green you are. <laughs> but he tracked over there pretty good and read it really well. So after that, I was pretty confident that I was, for a four-year-old, he was doing really good. Yeah. And Andy helps okay? Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. I mean, he's decent. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, how do you know Andy? You guys are both from California, right? Uh, we're both from California. I used to rope with him at some of the rodeos. Is this your your direction, your future direction of the Rope Horse Maturities, or? I think so. I mean, I'm going to be kind of selective because I can't ride as many as Andy rides. I got too much other stuff going on, but I'm going to kind of pick and choose the ones that I like to ride and go show them and have fun. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. What's your breakdown of outside riding versus in the arena on a four-year-old like this one? I would probably say, like, outside riding is, like, their two-year-old year is, like, 50-50. Their three-year-old year, I'll brand a lot of calves, like, a lot of outside stuff. And then you start getting closer to the end of their three-year-old year and four-year-old year, then I'll start, like, kind of going straight to, like, rolling. So what's this four-year-old's career going to look like from here? Well, she'll probably want to send him to like Sun Circuit to Jay's Steel, and then from there we'll see. I don't know if we can make it to Waco or not, and then it'll probably depend if Andy goes to Waco, <laughs> and then probably Rock Springs. We'll just kind of see how it goes and see how. Because I was supposed to bring another one before, uh, an older one, a year older one, but. Um, I couldn't bring him to this one, but we might bring him to Sensor again. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, Pretty absolutely. <laughs> we got the future head rope, and then we've got the future heel rope, and then the future light heel rope. And then we have what we have, like I would call a hybrid of everything, which is the all around. It's a variation of two. It hits a lot of different things. It's a 34-foot head rope. Just a great rope that we use around here as far as just letting heel and do everything with it. I think it's a great rope. And I'm always careful to say this. I, for kids, it's no big deal, but I think kids and women or anyone that just loves a light heel rope or that feels like you can't keep a good time with a, with a heel rope because of the weight of most heel ropes. But I think... The future head rope and heel rope were such great, such a great mix. That's why we added the light uh, heel rope and the all around, and why we didn't change colors because sometimes when you change the littlest things, even like a color change can have a huge difference in feel. And so uh, everybody's like, well, why? It, it, it can be a little bit confusing. 
but you just have to know exactly, you know, what you're asking for. We've learned stuff through the last few years when you have a, a mixture that works so well, you know, like it was with the risk of it being a little bit confusing, it's worth it because they, the feel is something that people love and we just want to have some version of that rug that fits everyone because it's such a good formula. I think that's the main theme of all the stuff that we've been doing. All right, circling back once more to Ren Richard, he's going to talk about his horse, Chick's Magic Corona, who won the Royal Crown Maturity. Okay, so if people are listening to this episode of the podcast, they've just heard you quite a few times. So, all right, tell me about that horse. The, the owners are blank on the paperwork that we have in the office. Who owns that horse? So we own him. I actually just bought that horse oh, right after the finals. A buddy of mine, Larry Rice, Flag Ranch, raised him. And uh, they've, horse was a lot of horse, real stingy. I went and looked at him this spring, and he just pretty green still. A kid named Tavis Walters rode him all summer, last summer. Did a hell of a job. Um, he's one of them horses that he's all there, but when you kind of put the heat on him, he takes it. Like, mm-hmm. so. I, I really like that horse. I think he's got potential to be a big-time rodeo horse. Where did you come across him, or how did you see him for the first time? Well, I met Larry through Nick Nichols, a really good friend of mine we stayed with last winter. And, uh, we went out there and looked at a bunch of horses last spring, and that's where I first seen the horse. I bought a few horses from Larry now, but like I said, he just wasn't quite ready to be go and just get roped on that kid did a heck of a job like i said rope real slow steers for the rest of the summer and kind of got him patterned and i've had him long enough to kind of put what i want on him now mm-hmm. this is the first time i've rode him in here, so really and he's a fury of the wind have you had those before first one um, i've had a bunch of coronas mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure fury of the wind goes back to corona mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's out of a smart chicolina man mm-hmm. i've always been a fan of Okay, talk about how that horse worked round by round. Did you have any hiccups on any steers? No. Uh, I drew two steers that really, really run and went to the right. And he did awesome. Just blew over there. Probably didn't score quite as high because, you know, it took a minute to get them steers squared off after they're running that hard and going to the right. But I don't think he had a mistake. He did awesome. Does he feel like a rodeo horse? Does he feel like a jackpot horse? How does he, how does he feel right now? He's, as far as like reading your rope and stuff, he's probably not quite there, but like the way he scores and runs is what I want in a rodeo horse. He's real up, really drives off his hind end. Uh, the horse doesn't want to step, you know, he wants to run to the cow. The biggest thing I've had to do with him is just get him backed off, want to raid a little bit where I could push him. But, I mean, the horse is naturally super quick footed, has a really good stride, so it's easy to rope for him. What, so is he going to stay home um, for the summer and get to chill and, and do easy things yeah. maybe with your brother? And then what's probably, his plan? Uh, probably ranch on him a bunch and just you know, kind of let him be a horse. And I'll, when I'm home, we'll, we'll get it every day and mm-hmm. just try to use him. I think he's at the point now where he just needs good runs. Mm-hmm. 
we did a deal um, with Miles on outside riding and how you can blow one up outside. How what what kind of outside work do you do with them? And, and is there like much of a strategy to it, or are you just putting miles on them? What do you? What's your outside riding look like? Yeah, like our deal's probably a little different than Texas, just because the country we're in is not. You're not out in a wheat pasture where mm-hmm. you can just blow to one. I mean, there's times where you might have to, but most of the time it's. I mean, we'll brand a couple thousand calves in the spring. We'll we run 700 mama cows on the mountain cow calf operation. And I mean, when you when you leave in the morning, you're you leave at 4:30 in the morning. Your horse is saddled. You show back up that night in the dark, like the horses get used. And we might you know we might put 40 miles on a horse in one day, and it's rough country. So it's probably a little more slow work, but it. I've never blown one up uh-huh. with what we do. It's It will crack an egg in one and make them learn what a day's work is, though. So it's it's awesome. And these are like, you're you're on not inexpensive horses out in really rough country. Do, how have you found them staying sound with all that using? Like I said, we don't, it's not like you're barreling through mm-hmm. out there. Most of the time, it's, you're just easing around and, like this spring, the horse that I actually rode all summer was fresh, and we we push our cows to the mountain every year. It's a 27 mile, you know, in a car. Mm-hmm. So back and forth all the way trailing <laughs> cows. You're probably 50 miles by the time you do it. And I actually rode the horse that I rode at the rodeos, hauled him to Pecos, all that stuff. But it, I mean, it'll change a horse. It lets mm-hmm. their mind wind down and kind of. It's still a job, and it makes them think, but it's more slow paced. Gotcha. Especially like the run and bred horses, I bet it's so good for. It's it's honestly, it doesn't matter what it is. It mm-hmm. just makes the horses let their air out, walk on loose rein. And this was one of the first bigger fraternities that had the four-year-olds separated off, and now the five and six-year-olds, and then there's going to be the seven and eight-year-olds after a while. What did you think of that separation? I know there's a ton of talk in the industry right now about how we separate young rope horses. You know, in my opinion, I think that's how it should be. Thank you for listening. This is Cole Davidson talking about his horse, CR Diva, who won the Royal Crown Healing Maturity. Tell me, Cole, about that horse, CR Diva. Oh, she's pretty cool. She, uh, we didn't show her her four-year-old year, and uh, she just kind of wasn't ready. Ren had her for a couple months and just rode her got her a little more broke for me and started her and, and then uh, I just did my best not to mess her up from then on and <laughs> <laughs> she's just more like a real hill horse she's fast and she's always on her butt she's got a cool feel you showed her a lot though haven't you because I feel like yeah. I've seen her quite yeah. a bit over the years yeah she's placed I mean she's won a few and then placed at all of them except for one last year um so honestly she's like batting about 900 right now <laughs> <laughs> um 
you had to be, you had to make a pretty good run on the short run. I mean, it wasn't just easy. Tell me about that last year. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty dang loaded short round. I mean, there's guys that had great horses that were down seventh, eighth callback, uh, that made great runs, and and then Trey came back and made two good runs. Ren made a good run. I mean, everybody. Honestly, mm-hmm. that was a pretty tough short round. That was probably Sorry. pretty good watching. <laughs> okay, so who was who was your helper? Oh, Tate. Tate. Did he help you on everything all day? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, he didn't have much choice. Yeah. <laughs> he signed on contract. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Ren and I were talking because Ren and I have talked yeah. quite a few times today. Yeah, he's gotten lucky a few times. <laughs> yeah, Ren and I have talked a few times yeah. about the kind of miles that he puts on them outside. Yeah. And how does I mean, how long you did he do that on your horse or? I, not really. I have in Utah, you know, because we go stay there all summer, and all of our, I take all these young horses with us, and we go push cows up the mountain, we, you know, we jack around with the cattle, and uh, where they live, it's just, it's beautiful, like, up in the mountains, and it's kind of fun to, I don't even rope on these horses for a couple months throughout the summer, just kind of let them have a break, so, yeah, the outside deal's obviously huge, I think, in every... Mm-hmm. Just let him be a horse for a little while. It just seems to be a favorite topic. Yeah. Team Rover, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about uh, feeding program? I have to talk to you about your feeding program every time because I feel like that's the way we take care of your mother. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> tell me, what are those horses eating? Yeah. Um, Purina feeds is uh, hard to beat. Um, now, Diva, honestly, we've had to back her off. She looks so good. She's so full and... Um, She's just, I don't, she stayed healthy and sound, and I've, we've been pretty blessed with her. Honestly, Jay's McCarley that owns her, we've we've had a lot of fun with her. So. Cool. Uh, you better go heel steers. Yeah, I better go try to catch this. <laughs> Bye, Cole. Thank you. This was a long week. It was so awesome. I love being a part of the fraternity scene. Um, as you're here, we're going to be at the fraternities all year long. It's going to be a big focus of ours. Caitlin is going to be covering a lot of the World Series, USTRC, NTR action, and I will be manning the, uh, or womaning, I'm not sure how you say that. I will be in charge of the rope horse stuff this year. And then, of course, Caitlin will be hot and heavy into the uh, PRCA rodeo coverage starting about June. So we have a lot in store for you this year, I think more than ever, and I'm really excited uh, to be here. Thanks everybody for listening to The Score.